All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to a special early edition of NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Uh, If this is your first time watching or if you're like, who's this lady on the internet? I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis. I'm the host of the show and I'm the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. What that means is I help people who are in the startup phase of their business, people who have business ideas and don't know really really how to start, I help you get all your business paperwork done. So things like getting your business registered with the state, making sure you have contracts, making sure you have EIN numbers and DUNS numbers, um, appropriate hiring policies, basic brand protection strategies, NDAs, operating agreements. Those are all the things that I help you with. All of those foundational pieces that make your business legitimate. Why am I qualified to help you do things? I'm so happy that you asked. I'm a licensed attorney, have been one for 14 years and counting with a specialization in business formation. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. And I've had many careers in the realms of the law, education, entrepreneurship, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I am very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everybody as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but a lot of you have great business ideas, and if you're going to be successful in business, there are just some things that you need to know. I have this wayward braid. Um, Yes, my advice does apply to all states. Now, you're... um, we're going to get into that in just a moment, okay? Uh, so if you're in the startup phase of your business and you need um, guidance as to best practices, I want to explain to you guys. My my license, my legal license is in the state of Maryland, right? So that's where I'm licensed. But what I do is I provide you guidance based on best practices. So it doesn't matter what state you work in. The process of getting your business legitimate is pretty much the same across the board, state to state. There's just little minor differences. So I kind of give you those foundational pieces so you know, okay, this is how I go to apply in my state. All right. So yes, this does apply to all states. So if you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a little bit of legal guidance from someone like myself, uh, I want you to go to linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Okay. That is the only link in my bio on Instagram and it is all over my page on uh, Facebook there. If you are a first time client, first time client, meaning we've never spoken before, you can book a free 15 minute consultation. Uh, as well, you can download the free biz launch cheat sheet. That is a PDF document that will help you choose and start your dream business in seven days or less. All right. Now, if you're a little bit past that stage, you know, you've gotten past the idea stage and you really need somebody to lay down. How do I make this business official? You want to pick up business startup basics. That is my, uh, my bundle of uh, four videos and three ebooks where we go through the entire business formation process and how you accomplish that. Okay. And that is on sale for $59 right now. So you can get that at linktree forward slash MPL consulting firm. Um, and that's also where you can subscribe to the YouTube channel and the podcast. If you want to watch back episodes of this show. All right. But that is enough about me. Let's talk about the show, okay? The way that the show works, I'm seeing some new faces in here, so you may not know how we do it over here. Um, I pull stories from the news, stories from blog sites, stories that you lovely people send me. I actually have a story that was sent to me by one of my regular viewers, Zephyrina, um, that I'm going to try and get to before we close out tonight. 
Um, and I picked the ones that have uh, business uh, concepts that we can learn as high future fat boy, as entrepreneurs, you know, as, as people who want to start businesses and we discuss them. So this is a time for you to ask questions. This is a time for you to give commentary as long as it is respectful because this is a space of learning and this is a space of welcoming. So we want to make sure that it remains that way. Okay. All right. So, uh, I'm going to ask you questions. I'm going to ask y'all to put some emojis and words and things like that. So please pay attention. I know it can get a little dry. I do my best to make it as exciting as possible. All right. So stick with me. Okay. All right. We are getting started, but I want to make sure that everybody's ready. If we are ready to get started, please give me some thumbs up. So I know that it's time to start. Give me some thumbs up. Give me some thumbs up. Mm, mm. Give me some thumbs up. All right. Um, my people listening in podcast land, you went, you, you can give a thumbs up while you listening. Don't worry. I'll still see you. <laughs> All right. We got a fair amount of people watching, so I'm expecting a few thumbs up, all right? Thank you for the thumbs up, Obezy. Thank you, Future Fat Boy. All right, we got a couple, so I think we're ready to start, okay? We got one from Violet Owl Creations. I'm sure Margaret and Gail are sending in their thumbs up. Zephyrina gave me one. All right, okay, we are ready to go. All right, yes, thank you. Okay, so first story that we are talking about tonight, it is a continuation from last night's show. We went over time, so I did not have time to get into this, okay? Um, anybody here wear Hanes? Hanes, be they t-shirts, underwear, whatever. Hanes, the company. If you wear Hanes, give me the t-shirt emoji. If you wear Hanes, give me the t-shirt emoji, okay? Um, and then also, if you wear Keds, if you have ever worn Keds, give me the sneaker emoji. So if you wear Hanes in any shape or form, be it, you know, clothing, underwear, whatever they make, give me a t-shirt emoji. And if you wear Keds, who primarily make shoes, give me a sneaker emoji, okay? Yes, okay, Obesey wears Hanes, okay. Nobody else wears Hanes? All right, El, El, ooh, I like that name. Okay, Eldridge Drica. Uh, I got, gave me a t-shirt emoji. Gail wears Hanes and Keds. Margaret got Canes. Okay. S more Hanes. All right. So it seems like Hanes is beating out the Keds. All right. But that's okay. Did you know that Hanes and Keds both have trademarks for the name Champion? How many of y'all remember uh, or wear currently, because they are a current brand, Champion, like Champion hoodies, whatever, Champion sneakers? If you, if you have ever worn Champion, give me a C. I was big on Champion in high school. Give me a C if you've ever worn Champion, okay? All right. Now, um, why am I asking y'all about Champion, okay? Hanes and Keds both have registered trademarks for the word Champion, right? Um, and they have these trademarks in the United States, Puerto Rico, and Canada. Now... Because they, you still do, okay, because they um, overlap in the industries that they serve, these two brands have a coexistence agreement. So sometimes when two businesses, they're coming up at the same time and they have the same idea for something and they have, you know, kind of the same clout, they'll come, they'll, they'll, they'll make an agreement with each other that, hey, you know what, we can both be out here getting this money, you just stay on your side and I'll stay on mine, Right. So Hanes and Keds had this coexistence agreement that in the United States, Puerto Rico, and Canada, 
you know, we're going to operate under, um, we can use champion under our brands, but we're going to primarily do Hanes and kids, right? But when it comes to selling our stuff outside of the country, so China, Europe, Latin America, South America, Africa, we are each responsible for getting our own trademarks in those places, right? So it's like, okay, so when we at home, we're good. You know, we can, we can both operate on the same playing field, but when we're out, out there in the world, you need to, to stake your claim on your property, right? So if you guys have been watching me for any amount of time, you know that, um, Every country has their own trademark rules. We had that whole series with uh, Christian Louboutin, who he was going country to country to country trying to get his Red Bottoms trademarked, and he was having success in some places and no success in others, right? So Haynes and Ked said, you know what? May the best person win. Go out here, get whatever trademarks you can outside in the world. Here's the problem. Keds started marketing their champion line in places where Haynes had a registered trademark, okay? Um, so now, Haynes is suing Keds for trademark infringement and for violating their coexistence agreement because we had this agreement when we're at home, we're cool, you know, we understand that we both have these trademarks, but when we're out in the world, we're not gonna go on each other's territory. Think about it like, okay, like, um, you know, I don't know, organized crime, right? In organized crime, you've got these different syndicates. Everybody has their territories. If you go into somebody's territory, you can get in trouble. You might need to ask permission or something like that, right? So this is what's going on with Haynes and Keds. Haynes said, hey, you're coming on my block. You're trying to take away my customers and you're using my brand. Remember, um, did anybody see American Gangster? American Gangster, which was a, a biopic of Frank Lucas, who was uh, um, a drug dealer, uh, a big time drug dealer, like I want to say in the 70s. At a certain point in time, his uh, competitors, they were selling heroin. They were marking their heroin with the same name that he named his. And he was like, this is my product. You are tarnishing my brand out here in the streets. And you know, he went and did what he had to do. Well, Hans is like, Keds, what are you doing? Um, yes, Blue Magic. Haynes said, Keds, excuse me, you're coming on my block and you're trying to sell stuff with my, with my name on it, the name that I have registered with these countries as my trademark. So Haynes is now suing Keds for violating their coexistence agreement and, and because they're marketing their champion line of goods in places where Haynes has the trademark already, okay? So that is tantamount to trademark infringement. Yes, you have the trademark at home in the US, Puerto Rico, and Canada, but when we go to China, when we go to Spain, when we go to Nigeria, you don't have that trademark. So you need to respect my boundaries and don't infringe on my trademark. So how many of y'all, I want, I want to get a vote here from you guys. Do you guys think that Haynes is just being petty or are they right to go after Keds? Or, uh, or is Keds in the wrong here? Because they both have registered trademarks for Champion, just, you know, in the U.S., Puerto Rico, and Canada. Could it be that maybe Keds just forgot that they don't have trademarks in these places and started marketing their Champion line of goods in these countries where Haynes has already um, obtained a trademark? Do you think that Haynes is right? 
or do you think that Keds is right? If you think Haynes is right, give me an H. If you think Keds is right, give me a K, okay? Let me know what y'all think. I personally think that uh, Keds is, you know, they were just trying to get over. They thought somebody wasn't going to catch them. I don't know why, because these days everybody is looking out for everything. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, yes, you have the same... Uh, Violet Owl Creation said Keds didn't forget. Right. Yes, you have these trademarks here in the United States, but they don't extend outside of the United States. So you can't use that as a reason to go and market your goods in a place where you don't have that trademark. Um, Obizi said he doesn't know. Future Fat Boy is on uh, Haynes' side. Margaret is on Haynes' side. Gail is on Haynes' side. She said they established it first. Yes, I agree with y'all. I think that Haynes has this in the bag because for us to have an agreement that, look, here are our neutral territories, but anywhere outside of that, you better have your trademarks in line. You didn't get your trademarks in line, and now you're trying to sell a product with a name that I have officially registered. That is disrespect, and you are infringing on my trademark, okay? Kels Butter said IDK. Okay, so for those of you who are saying, I don't know, think about it this way. Um, OBZ, all right? OBZ has a new podcast called Magnified. It's about better policing in communities, right? Let's say you take this, uh, you know, you've got the trademark for Magnified and, you know, you start doing um, speaking tours under the Magnified brand, right? You've got your trademark in the United States, but somebody else at the same time had, a, had, a, had the same idea for Magnified. And you guys said, you know what? We can, we can both have our, our podcast and speaking engagements called Magnified because we both got our trademarks. But when we're outside of the United States, you better go file for your trademark and don't and don't do your stuff under that name where I already have my name. So let's say they invite you out to Austria to speak OBZ under the magnified brand, and then you find out that your competitor is also going to Austria and trying to do speaking engagements under the magnified brand, right? That is a that is trademark infringement. People out people who don't know you, they could get confused and book the wrong person. Hello, Motabella's trend trends. Um, so yes, so that is why it um, it's important that you abide by these coexistence agreement. You want to prevent confusion outside in the world. Another example is um, Valentino. Uh, there is a. Valentino, uh, you know what, uh, I'm not going to talk about right th that right now because I can't remember the full name and it's not going to come out right. But long story short, I believe that Haynes is in the right and that they will win, okay? Um, now, that was from last night. We're moving on to today's stories, all right? All my Drake fans, please give me some champagne emojis for Champagne Poppy, all right? I want to see some champagne emojis for Champagne Poppy, I love Drake, y'all. Like, Drake, <laughs> I know people make fun of him, whatever, but I love Drake. I love his music. I think he's so funny, and he's so, like, you know, he's a great entertainer. So, my champagne poppy fans, give me the champagne emojis, all right? Um, <clears throat> we don't have no Drake fans. Some, I know at least one of y'all is a Drake fan. All things uh, Beehive told me that uh, she or he is a Drake fan, so... Where are my champagne emojis? Thank you, Eldridge Rika. Am I saying your name right, my dear? Okay. Violet Owl Creations gave me some poppin' champagne. Yes! Future Fat Boy gave me the, the champagne glasses. Yes. All right. We love Drake, okay? How many of y'all know Drake's song, 
pound cake. If you have heard Drake's song, thank you, Margaret Massey. If you have heard Drake's song, pound cake, thank you, 76 Grim K, give me the cake emoji. If you have heard Drake's song called pound cake, okay? All right. Um, da, 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 da. Yes, I'm making I'm making y'all press a lot of buttons today. That's why you got to pay attention because I'm always asking you to put something in the comment box. So if you have heard Drake's song "Pound Cake," give me the cake emoji. And if you um, I did I I put it in my stories today. About half of you have heard "Pound Cake" and half of you have not, so I won't be surprised. Okay, I've got two people here who have heard "Pound Cake." All right, now. If you have heard this song, you know that at the beginning, thank you, Margaret Massey, there is um, a recording of a gentleman talking about music, right? Um, this uh, this uh, gentleman, his name is Jimmy Smith, and he was uh, a very prolific jazz artist. Um, and this recording that Drake used was called um, the Jimmy Smith Rap. It was, uh, he did it, he recorded it in 1982. Okay, now, Drake got a license for the sound recording for the Jimmy Smith rap. That means he could use the words with or without music, right? But according to this article I read, he did not get a a copyright license for the composition. Now, I'm going to explain to you guys what the difference between a sound recording and a composition is, okay? Um... If, uh, we all know the song, I Will Always Love You, it was, um, it, it was, uh, performed by Whitney Houston in the, the Bodyguard soundtrack, it is, uh, you know, an amazing song, she did an amazing thing with it, however, I Will Always Love You was originally written by Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton wrote the lyrics and the music, so she is the copyright holder to the composition of I Will Always Love You, now, Whitney Houston, um, you know, recorded this song and made it her own. So Whitney Houston or her estate and the people who handle Whitney Houston's music, they own a copyright to the sound recording, meaning Whitney's version of I Will Always Love You, right? So Drake and his people got a copyright for their version, or they could make their version of uh, Jimmy Smith's rap, but they did not have a copyright for the actual recording to put it in the song, right? So, Jimmy Smith's estate, because he passed away, they sued Drake's people, Drake and his, you know, uh, label, for copyright infringement. Um, so they sued him for copyright infringement. But guess what? Drake won. The court said there is no infringement here. They said that Drake's use of Jimmy Smith's rap was fair use. Now, what is fair use? When you are talking about copyrights, right? Think about shows like Saturday Night Live that do parodies or when the news does clips of shows and movies so that they can, you know, give you some context for a story. Those are things called fair use. Also, if you use a work to kind of change the narrative around it and give a different perspective, that is also fair use. Hello, Pregnancy with Mrs. B, right? So the judge said, look, 
when Jimmy Smith made did this recording, he was specifically talking about jazz music. He felt like jazz music was the highest form of music. It was the only one that would last. And when Drake did this song, Pound Cake, he took that recording and he flipped it on his head because he used it to um, change the narrative that all music is groundbreaking and all music is worthy. So the court said Drake was using this recording to give commentary and therefore it was fair use. So Drake has won this copyright infringement case. Why am I bringing this up to you? Sometimes everything isn't infringement. It's all in how you use it. Um, fair use implies that you are using it to kind of give your own commentary. You're not just putting this thing out there in the world and saying, I did this. You're saying, here's this thing in the world and I want to tell you my opinion about it. Or I want to change how you look at it. That's why Saturday Night Live can get away with all of those movie parodies and things like that. Because what they do is fair use. They're giving you a different perspective on something that has already happened, okay? So, Drake, like Beyonce, has won again. Um, like I said, I love Champagne Poppy, and I'm very happy that that he won. Um, now, you know, I'm and and he did have a license for the sound recording for Jimmy Smith, so it's not like he was just out here saying I'm just going to use it and I'm gonna, and I'm not going to pay anybody. He paid y'all. You just didn't like what he did with it, right? Okay, so you guys. How many of you guys think that Champagne Poppy should have won? And how many of you guys think that the estate of Jimmy Smith should have won? If you think Drake was in the right because of the way that he used this rap, particularly those of you who have heard Pound Cake, give me a one. If you think that Drake was just ripping off this jazz artist and he used to run them their money, give me a two. Was this fair use or was it not? Do you think the judge got it right? What y'all think? Mm, 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 mm. Time is going by so fast. Oh my gosh. Okay. Future Fat Boy thinks that Drake Drake got this. It's fair use. Okay. 76 Grim K says it's fair use. Okay. Margaret also says fair use. Okay. I think we're on the same page here. Violet Owl Creation says this too. All right. And Drake is not a dummy. Drake has good people on his team, so I I think that he has a, a solid enough team around him that they would make sure that all the I's were dotted and T's were crossed. Thank you, Gail. Right? Um, so, I, again, like Beyonce, Drake don't lose. <laughs> all right. So, um, we are taking a short um, commercial break. Hey guys, you are watching NPL Legal Disc. This is my Monday through Thursday live broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. If you are in the startup phase of your business and you need a legal friend in your ear to kind of give you some tips on where to go, what to do, I'm your girl. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm and book your free 15-minute consultation today. As well, if you would like to advertise your business on the show, I do have 30-second spots starting at $9. Go to linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, scroll down and click on the advertise with us button okay all right moving on to our next story for the evening uh how many of y'all have been paying attention to uh mr kanye west and his antics in the news to, uh as of late um please if you have please just give me a kw again we are going to be kind to mr west 
mental health matters are nothing to joke about, and it is obvious that he is going through some type of mental health crises. Um, so we are going to be respectful in our comments. But if you have been observing Mr. West lately in uh, the in in social media, please give me a KW. Thank you, Violet Owl Creations. Okay. Now the story today doesn't have to do with his. Uh, yeah, thank you, 76 Grim K. Thank you, Obezi. Thank you, Eldridge Rika. Um, the story we have today, fortunately, doesn't have to do with the antics that are happening on the internet, but we do, you know, want to send our well wishes to him and his family and that he gets the help that he needs, right? Um, <clears throat> but aside from that, Kanye is a very prolific, uh, person. He does a lot. He does music. He does shoes. He's getting into cosmetics and, because of that, Kanye has a lot of trademarks. Thank you for all the KWs, guys, okay? Um, Kanye has a lot of trademarks. In particular, Con um, um, so if you went through my stories today, you saw that there was an image that I posted. It was of two, um, two marks. One was just plain YZY in block letters, and another one was YZY with, like, some flowery stuff on it, and the Ys were backwards and all that, Right? And I asked you guys if it was too close for comfort, and the majority of you said it was, right? So, we know that Kanye's line is Yeezy, right? Um, and Kanye has a trademark for YZY for shoes. Um, he's had it since 2015. So, it's not like he just came out with it. I mean, we all remember when the Yeezys came out. I don't like the shoes, but people like them, whatever. So, Kanye has his trademark for his Yeezy shoes, YZY. Here's where the issue comes. Uh, in June of 2018, a fragrance and cosmetics company filed their own trademark application for their own stylized version of YZY. So the backwards Y with the Z and the Y and all of these flowers around it and all this stuff, right? So they filed it with the trademark office. Now, when you file your trademark application with the trademark office, there are two things that can happen. They can say either, wait, hold up, we don't think you can trademark this, or, you know, uh, or, um, you know, we think you can go ahead with this, but show us what you're going to do with it. The fragrance company YZY got the, hold up, you can't trademark this uh, notification from the trademark office. They said that despite this stylized version of YZY, everybody is going to see it as Yeezy. And Yeezy is known in the public as being associated with Kanye West. So they said there is a big possibility of confusion if we okay this trademark for this YZY logo. So basically the trademark office said, look, Kanye got Yeezy on lock. I'm sorry, YZY, you are out of luck, okay? So guess what this fragrance and cosmetics company is now doing because they will not give up this pursuit of trademarking their stylized YZY. What do you think this company is trying to do to Kanye West's brand so that they can get their trademark approved or at least not rejected? What do you think? And this has to do with why I entitled this, uh, this episode, what I did, I entitled it the audacity because I cannot believe that they are actually trying to do this. Um, this fragrance and cosmetics company is trying to get Kanye West's 
trademark for YZY for Yeezy canceled. Okay? Now, obviously, Yeezy, nope, they're trying to get it canceled, girl, okay? Now, obviously, Yeezy, he has a trademark for shoes, and this YZY company, they are in fragrance and cosmetics. But the thing is, Kanye West is a worldwide phenomenon. Everybody knows Yeezy. And not only that, Kanye West is getting into the beauty business. We talked about this a few weeks ago. He's filed a trademark for Yeezy Beauty. He's coming out with skincare products and makeup and all that stuff. So, YZY, this company, I don't know where they're from, but they are trying to get Kanye West trademark that he has been using since 2015. They're trying to get it canceled. Can you believe that? Can you imagine working on your brand for five years, working diligently, and somebody just comes in and says, well, I want that name and I'm going to try and get your stuff canceled? That is so rude. That is why I entitled this uh, this episode The Audacity, because how dare you try and, you know, tear down someone's work, regardless of how we feel about Kanye West these days. He's not necessarily my famous person, my favorite person, but he is an entertainer. He is a creative. He is out here creating things in the world that people want. So for you to have the audacity to come, you know, to this designer and one, try to trademark the same letters that you know he has and then try to get his trademark canceled that he's been working on for the last five years. That to me is rude. The, yes, exactly. The audacity. So my, uh, my esteemed audience, whose team are you on? Are you on team, team Kanye or team, I guess, YZY? I'm not going to call them Yeezy because I refuse to call them Yeezy. Whose side are you on? Kanye's side or YZY's side? Remember, Kanye has a trademark for Yeezy in the shoe department. YZY is trying to get the, the trademark in the fragrance and cosmetics department. So whose team are you on? Because this hasn't been settled yet. They have they have just filed this cancellation uh, application with the trademark. Violet Owl Creations is with Mr. West. Zephyrina is with Kanye. I'm with Kanye too. Look, the man might say crazy things, but you cannot say that he don't work hard and that he don't produce. So for you to try and cancel someone's work, that to me is so disrespectful. And it's so like, we're, we're all out here trying to get our dollars. We're all out here trying to make a name for ourselves. And yes, Kanye West, he's a big name. He got a lot of money. He could probably, you know, take the L. But why should he have to when he has put in so much hard work? Margaret's on Kanye's side. Future Fat Boy's on Kanye's side. Everybody, 76 Grim, everybody on Kanye's side. All right, I agree with y'all. I believe that um, Kanye should be able to keep his trademark, and I hope that the USPTO office, the trademark office, agrees as well. And I don't see them canceling his trademark because, again, he has started to branch out into uh, the beauty industry. He's filed trademarks for Yeezy for cosmetics and skincare. So I'm pretty sure that Kanye is going to come out successful in this. And shame on YZY for trying to tear down someone's work. So uh, the, the lessons that we learned from this story, one, um, you can try to have someone's trademark canceled. Two, when you file your application with the trademark office, it doesn't automatically mean that you get it. The person who looks at your application, they can make a determination based on their research whether you should be able to go forward with your application, okay? 
So that's why it's important that you do your research on your trademarks. Make sure it's unique. Make sure nobody else has it so that when you file your application with the trademark office, they don't send you a letter back saying, hey, girl, somebody already got this, and then you waste your money because they will not return the fees, okay? The trademark office is not going to return your fees if they refuse your trademark. So you want to trademark carefully. And I know we all watching our coins, <laughs> so you want to be careful, all right? I have this water right here, and I am not drinking it. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Yes. So we want to send, you know, healing vibes and, you know, good vibes to Mr. West and his family. We want to pray that, you know, the, the trademark office, that, you know, they do the right thing and don't cancel his trademark and also that he gets the help that he needs because I, I honestly can't even watch what's going on, um, what's going on with him on social media. It's very sad. It hurts my heart. Mental health is something that is very close to me and I don't think that it's something that we should make fun of. Um, so I hope that he does get the help that he needs. Okay. All right. So we're a little over, but I want to do this story because it was submitted by one of you lovely people. My dear Zephyrina, she sent me this story today. Um, uh, so we're going to do it real quick. Okay. Um, how many of y'all went to Burger King and got the impossible Whopper or at least heard about the impossible Whopper? Um, yeah, uh, the impossible Whopper when it came out. So if you don't know what the impossible Whopper is, it is a meatless burger patty that is supposed to taste like real meat. Um, and Burger King was advertising that they, um, you know, were selling impossible Whoppers. How many of y'all remember the impossible Whopper? Uh, okay. Violet Owl Creation gave me a hands up. Give me an eye or a burger emoji. If you're your husband on accident. <laughs> How on accident, Zephyrina? <laughs> okay. So, um, the Impossible Whopper was like a game changer because, you know, we have a growing population of plant-based uh, plant based eaters. You heard about it, but we'll never get it. Me too, girl. Um, we have a growing population of plant-based eaters who want, you know, options, you know, besides salad, Right. So the Impossible Whopper seemed like a really great alternative. Um, hold on, I have a question here. Uh, Margaret Massey said, if they cancel, what's his recourse? If they cancel his trademarks, basically Yeezy would be in the general public and anybody could use it. Nobody would be able to trademark it. It would be in, in um, it would basically be, whoa, 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 sorry. Sorry, y'all, my alarm went off. Um, uh, it, yeah, so if they canceled his trademark, basically Yeezy would be in the public domain and anybody could use it, okay? Even though they have them? Okay. So, the Impossible Whopper was a, an alternative for people who have a plant-based diet, right? Here's the thing. Burger King didn't tell the, um, didn't tell us as, a, a com, uh, as their consumer base that the Impossible Whoppers were cooked on the same grills as the meat Whoppers, right? So, um, a lot, so there, there were, there were a few lawsuits against Burger King for false advertisement because they, you know, they're saying that, you know, we have these plant-based burgers, someone who eat, who has a plant-based diet, they don't want meat products touching their plant-based products. Like I went to, um, you know, a, a buffet dinner one time and, uh, Somebody put a meat, one of, one of the tongs that had been in the meat, and they put it in one of the vegan dishes, and this lady freaked out, right? 
People who eat plant-based diets are very particular about how their food is prepared. So Burger King not disclosing to these people that the Impossible Whopper was cooked on the same grill as the um as the as the regular burgers really bothered them because they're like, oh my god, I got meat juices in my body, right? Imagine if you are if it's a religious thing. I know that um I believe in the Hindu religion, you're not supposed to uh, partake in beef, right? So if you have a burger that is a meatless burger, but it's cooked on a grill that where they cooked beef, you know, that that could be a big problem for you. As well, if you have a plant-based diet for a long time, if you start eating meat again, it's just going to tear up your insides, right? So uh, a lot of people, they started trying to sue Burger King for false advertisement, Um, but Burger King won because Burger King said, look, we promised you a plant-based burger. We never said we were going to cook it on a separate grill. So Burger King won this, uh, won this potential lawsuit against them um, for, you know, false advertising. Burger King said, look, we never told you that we cooked it separately. All we told you was that we had a plant-based burger, What you do with that, what you will. So I want to know from you guys, do you think that that was false advertisement on the part of Burger King? Do you think that they had a duty to disclose to their consumers that these impossible burgers were being cooked on the same grill as beef burgers? Um, <clears throat> Gail said, as a vegan, to cook plant-based food with meat, the food is contaminated, cross-contamination. Okay, okay. Um, Obizi said, no, Obizi said, no, they don't, they did not have a duty to disclose that future fat boy said, yes. Um, I, I'm, I'm Gail. I'm going to assume that you are on the yes side because you're a vegan and you don't want cross contamination. Obizi said, why y'all eating that BK? Because it's there. Look, not everybody wants to, you know, cook. Sometimes you just want something quick. If some French fries, something, um, 76 Grim case said, yes, it should have been disclosed to the consumer. Uh, Violet Owl Creation said, the Burger King by my house had a sign on the menu. Uh, Future Fat Boy said, same way you mentioned egg allergies. Oh, yeah, because what if you have an allergy, right? I have a friend of mine who is allergic to meat. Like, she cannot process meat. So if you cook anything in meat juices, she will get very sick, right? So um, it, it, it could be a matter of health issues. Maybe Burger King does need to do a disclaimer that, hey, you know, we cook everything on the same on the same grill. Violet Owl's creation said they should have told people. Probably. Um, I, rem- I think, um, what was it? I forget if it was McDonald's or Burger King. One of them was sued because they were cooking their fries in beef fat and they got sued, a class action suit by... Uh, a, a population of Hindu people because, you know, it was violating their religion. Um, Gail said, yes, if someone was allergic to peanuts, they would let them know there were peanuts. Absolutely. Margaret said they should have disclosed. So it seems like we're a little half and half here on Burger King. Now they've skated by this, so they, they're not in trouble, but, um, you know, maybe going forward, they should take this into account and, you know, put in, you know, the little asterisk and the little, the little writing at the bottom that nobody reads say, Hey, we cook all our patties on the same grill. So if you don't want cross-contamination because you vegan, you know, this is not what you want. All right? Um, 
But, you know, good luck to you vegans out there. I don't know how you do it. I'm too much of a carnivore. Uh, I think I tried to do vegan for about two days and I almost died. <laughs> I just, I, I, en- I enjoy meat. <laughs> but I, but I think you guys are, I commend you for, you know, your commitment to your health. And I've, you know, I hear how good it is, you know, for you to be vegan. I just can't do it myself. Okay. But, um, those are the stories that I had for you tonight. Um, I have a call in a few minutes, so I need to get off here and prepare, but come join me back tomorrow at 8 p.m. Our usual time is 8 p.m. I was only on here early tonight because, uh, I had this call <laughs> laughing at Miguel. Um, but we're going to be back here tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Um, if you find any stories that you want me to talk about, please, please, please send them to your girl. You know, I can't catch everything. Y'all the ones who put me on Nick Cannon and it's Burger King story. Um, so can't wait to talk to y'all tomorrow night. Take care of yourselves. Um, wear your masks, wash your hands. Don't go to public places. (laughs) Okay. Have a good night. Bye.